Hey, what's up? This is Joey Allen from Warrant, and you are on the road to rock. Turn it up. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint, and for you to allow me to do it with you. God bless you. God bless the heartland. God bless America. You are now on the road to rock. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Schweitzer. Joining you from out here on the road and ultimate road trip, this is Clint Schweitzer. You are on the road to rock, and I am currently, strangely, I am on the road, but not to rock. No concerts on this trip. I'm out here currently uh, in Colorado uh, on my way back from uh, what's been an amazing uh, trek through uh, New Mexico, Arizona, um, Utah. It's just been one of those uh, outstanding trips. The weather's been great being out here, hitting all the national parks, coming uh, through Sedona, Arizona, which was absolutely beautiful, then up through uh, Zion National Park and uh, Canyonlands and all that in between. It has just been truly cathartic. I love being on the road. I love traveling. Usually there's a concert involved. This time, not so much, but we wanted to bring you this podcast regardless. This is one that uh, is going to be great because it's two bassists this week. We're going to be talking to none other than the return of former Wasp, former uh, King Cobra, well, sort of still King Cobra. We'll get into that. Uh, bassist Johnny Rod. You guys will remember Johnny Rod being on this uh, podcast back when it was called Music Mania back in, uh, I believe, 2015. It was one of the um, first shows that we did, really. Uh, and Johnny Rod. It's probably still one of our most famous interviews that we've ever done because Johnny Rod was drinking while driving, doing the interview. It was bizarre. It was the only time I've ever lost control of an interview. And as you're about to find out, I, I successfully lose control of another interview. And it's coming up here with Johnny Rod again. Uh, Johnny Rod joined me via Zoom. You can check out the interview. It's um, available on our YouTube channel, uh, Starcade Media which is the main media umbrella to which all that we do falls under. So go subscribe to that and you can really get a sense of this. All of a sudden, I'm talking to Johnny Rod on Zoom and he's uh, in Colorado and working with some dentist on that he's become friends with. They're working on music together, a Rod Ryan project, Tim Ryan. So you're going to hear this dentist, Tim Ryan, chime in here and there. I'm kind of trying to ask Johnny about wasp and king cobra and what he's up to and what's been going on and then you've got this collaboration going on and it just it's it's a uh, hard to gain control of this it's hard to keep control johnny rod is a super nice guy super cool guy and one of my favorite bassists of all time i loved his work with king cobra huge fan of his era in wasp which included uh inside the electric circus headless children and one of my favorite albums of all time the idol crimson idol so He's got a guitar. He starts busting out into some acoustic songs like he starts to play Hold On To My Heart for a minute. It's amazing. And then it sort of goes off track again. That's Johnny Rod. That's what we come to expect. But this is the return. Six years in the making, Johnny Rod and I guess his new musical collaborative partner, Tim Ryan, is also on this podcast. Um, and then we go on to uh, PJ Farley, another tremendous bassist. He's just a great guy. PJ has recently joined Fozzie. They have a new album coming out. They just recorded uh, the video for Sane which, that's available now. Huge fan of Fozzie. And it just kind of happened out of nowhere in the last year. Uh, PJ's been playing with Chris Jericho uh, on, on the 
the band uh, Quarantined, which is uh, a band that plays like 80s Kiss covers, and he hits it off with Chris Jericho, and he's in Fozzie. He's also, of course, in Trickster, a band that is very much heralded, you know, as in, from the early 90s. And then also he plays with Eric Martin, our good friend Eric Martin from Mr. Big, who we've had on this show before. Guys, it's going to be really cool to catch up with PJ for the first time. Not only that, PJ has a solo album that came out last summer called Accent the Change, which I think is tremendous. And it's a bit of a departure from kind of the, the rock, hard rock stuff. It's very kind of a, a mood album. There's a lot of like really intricate, uh, it's, you know, gently woven musical pieces in there in this album, Accent the Change. But get it on Amazon. It is awesome. And it's one of those albums that's like blew me away musically and the arrangements and things like that. So that's PJ Farley. That's all coming up, guys. Without further ado, we're going to get things started. As I got to keep my vacation going, I got to get out there and get back on the road. So enough from me. Let's get to our first guest. It is the return of Johnny Rod. Dan, what's up, guys? <laughs> Dude, that was as auspicious as the beginning of our last interview six years ago. Where's the, oh, there we are. Although you're in a much safer place now. You're in the friendly like, confines shit. of your room. Oh, guy's killing me. He's choking me, man. Hold it. So... This is great, man. Look at this. This is. <laughs> Welcome, Johnny Rod. Oh, I thought that was going to be the idol right there. We were going to do like a blacky Johnny Rod. Dude. Idol. Uh, what's wrong with the idol? There's a flame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I just there's another one. What? A twelve string. Those are a little different than your uh, DC riches. Is that look twelve string? Wait, hold it. It's a bass. A bass. That's not a BC rich though. It's a BC bitch, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a PR, PRS, man. Paul Reed Smith. Well. That is amazing. Um, What's going on, man? Pull up the chair. Okay. Wait, wait. I got to get the silent beetle to come over. <laughs> how the hell is it going? The quiet beetle. You're, you're when down. Are we when, when are we recording? You ready? You're oh, recording? it's on. It's on. The, the red oh, button's God, always on, Johnny. You just never know. <laughs> I'm what, always on. Man. What's been up? You're down in Colorado Springs doing right, doing some tunes. What What do you have yeah, to do right there? Music. This is Tim. To Tim here. Tim Ryan. What's up, uh, Tim? There's this. No, not much. I just write lyrics. He, he's not. He just woke up like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> you, you guys have different energy levels for sure. Yeah, I know. He, he just woke up 10 minutes ago. I'm serious. You got beautiful teeth. <laughs> hey, no, no. He was a that's, dentist. Tim Tim was a dentist. Like Roger, that's a compliment then. Like, like Roger Taylor and Queen. He's a dentist. Crest well, White Strips. Roger did. I don't know. So what are you up to there? You're down right writing music together. What are you guys doing? Well, Tim, Tim's a, a brilliant lyricist, man. The guy, his lyrics are. We just got we did a song today called "Angel of Darkness." I like the thought of that. Angel of Darkness. And now we're working on a song called "I'm Not Addicted," <laughs> which is uh, poetic in so many ways. That's kind of a metaphor, <laughs> dude. Okay, so somebody asked me once, "Have you ever lost control of an interview?" And I have one answer to that, and that's yes, Johnny Rod. <laughs> I lost control of one interview. You hey, control is an illusion, man. It's this a is... an illusion. <laughs> I, so I kind of like this. I right? have none whatsoever. I, I just like, look like I do. I like yeah, right. The off the cuff nature suits me well. This is great. 
what what you're you look how for one how do you look so good i guess is the question because you know what man for the last over over a year now i've been running and jogging like three four miles a day exercising you know just doing all that stuff just taking care of myself eating good foods and that you know because i did it man i i, I lost like about 40 pounds because i just because i got i got lazy you know i got lazy i'm 63 years old man so but i started running man i've been running for over a year now and i'm a bad motherfucker boy right you look now. good <laughs> the hair's still there oh i'm so oh, jealous oh it's all real oh, i'm jealous you look great. He's the quiet beetle. <laughs> well, well, it's Speak hard, up, it's hard to uh, get a word in with Johnny. So I'll yeah, exactly. I will. Don't I know that, Tim? Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, the last he, interview he, I was drinking, I was drinking while I was you, driving. You don't interview him. Yeah, yeah that's you, the truth. People interview me, and it turned out I end up interviewing them. <laughs> you were drinking and driving. It became a I major story. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was my biggest interview to date. It got me on the map, so to speak. Really? And now, now here I am in a palatial studio. Well, now you owe me, man. Give me some money. I'm, I'm in the top <laughs> top 500 podcasters in in hard rock, 80s hair metal genre in the country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you made so, awesome. hey, so anyway, only kidding. So, only kidding. Man, this, and it was going to be the Rod Ryan group, man. And he and, and Tim is a brilliant lyricist, man. This guy, he writes some some stuff that'll just freak. You'll you'll read it and you go, holy shit! Oh my god. That song, Angel of Darkness. Oh, shit, we just did it, man. Uh, we just recorded it, and I, I did the bass and the acoustic guitar and the electric guitar and the vocal on it just to do our scratch tracks. Well, Tim, what's your background in music? Like, where do you come from musically? How did you get involved with someone like Johnny Rod? I, I met him over at the Broadmoor Hotel across the street. Right. Uh, uh, last year, man, we were, I was in Colorado Springs visiting, and I came <laughs> to uh, meet some people. No, I was visiting, and I came No, I came to meet some people, some friends of uh, my girlfriend, some, some friends of uh, of her sisters and Tim was was the guy who was met him at, at the place. So we started talking, right? And he's he's had like some of the same problems he's in my as in his life as I have in mine. You know, you know we were all wild and crazy on dope and every other and we we're younger. You know, so I started told him telling him about things when I used to do like uh, cocaine and shit. And I said, and I said, well, when I did cocaine, I became unavailable to everybody and everything. And he he just went, oh my god. The yeah, word unavailable. The box there is unavailable because you become so worthless because it's so such a selfish disease. So we started talking, That's man. Good. We started talking, and he said, and it was just like we would just it clicked. You know, you've been with brown people in your life where you just click immediately. You're one of them. Well, I never, I never written a song before that, and now I've written seventy five in the last year. In 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 just the past month, he's written like about the lyrics. I can't keep up with him, man. I mean, I can't keep up with his music because he writes his lyrics. He just, he cranks them out like it's so like what, a... Where, where's this going to manifest itself? What, 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 are you going to put out a solo album or what, what's uh, going well, on? I can be solo. It's going to be a Rod Ryan group, man. Yeah. I'm going to put out a solo album so low they can't hear me. Uh, <laughs> so Rod, Rod Ryan didn't, so King Cobra just signed a record deal too. Yeah. No. What's yeah. going on with that? Well, I'm just, I've been waiting on Carmine to see what he's doing, man. I mean, I, last time I spoke to him, he said, nothing's happened yet. I know he signed with Cleopatra Records and we're supposed to record an album with Paul, Paul Shortino and me and Carmine and a couple other people, but not that he, I haven't gotten any information recently. I'm waiting. You know me, I'll, I'll jump in there and record that, man. I'll bam, bam, you know me. You're, you're a St. Louis guy. I'm a, I'm a Kansas City guy. Were you, were you born in St. Louis or do you just live there? No, no, I, was, no I was born, I was born and raised there, man. So I'm, I'm a Kansas Omaha. City guy. I'm in Kansas City right now. Oh, you are? Yeah. That's Sorry to hear about it. <laughs> uh, our barbecue's a little better than yours over there, Mr. Emo's hey, oh, Pizza. Hey, listen, man. I'm going to be in Kansas City in a little while. I'll play, I'm doing some shows with a, with a Guns N' Roses tribute band called Night Train. I know them. Let's hook up. Let's hook up. We're going to be in Kansas City. Basement. We're going to be in Kansas City. I'm not, I don't know what the date is. Some not right uh, next month or something. I'm not sure. Well, dude, let's hook up. You can 
hang out yeah. here. We'll we'll go get some BBQ. Yeah, yeah, Kansas City style, dude. You're <laughs> so. What else? You you played some shows, opening up for Lita Ford recently, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I what happened to, there? Uh, up to a, a disgusted Georgia. I call it disgusted. <laughs> it's Augusta. You're anyway. gonna offend every person in the country oh, okay. by the time we're done. Oh, you know what, man? You know, get over it. You know, grow a skin. I'm not, it's just a joke, okay? This is comedy. And this is comedy. It ain't, it ain't this, this rock and roll, it ain't brain surgery. Get That's out right. I love it. But anyway, no, we did it. We did a show um, playing uh, with those guys, the friends of mine from that band. And it was like an acoustic thing. We did acoustic guitar and some drums, and then Lita played. It was, uh, it was a good show. It was fun. Uh, I hadn't seen Lita in a long time, man. I said hi. I hadn't seen her uh, since, you know, she, when she was married to Chris Holmes back in the 80s. My, me and my first wife used to go to their, to their house in, you know, up in LA and <laughs> you know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, good thing too. I want to know. Did you help out Chris with his solo stuff recently? Did you do something with Chris? No. He just put the, he, he put out a new video. I didn't know if you did anything. Oh, I was in that out. video. Yeah. yeah. His documentary, I, they, that was filmed a little while ago. Yeah, I was in that. Um, they, they came and interviewed me because I'd played with them and uh, I, I did my thing, you know. I, I laid my thing down. <laughs> Tim, this one's for you. Did you what were you did you know Wasp? Were you a Wasp fan? Did you know Wasp at all when Johnny was in there or before that? Or are you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. To you. No, you Tim. I, no, I never heard of Johnny until a year ago. So you really does that yeah. offend you, Johnny? I'm so fucking pissed off. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving. See you later. I mean He's an I'm, incredible musician. So, I've never been around. No, why would that offend me? Why should that offend me? This man's talented, man. You know, it's like he's like Bernie Toppin, and I'm like Elton John. When Bernie Toppin used to write the lyrics, Elton John write the music. There it is. So what's the? Yeah, I've always had I've always had kind of a, a mental block with words. I can word. I can write a couple of lines, but for some reason, I just can't get past it. But music, I can do it, man. You see, I can write lyrics in uh, five minutes. I can write a song in five minutes. I, so I, I break them out, man. And I mean, and, and I'll look at the lyrics. And and I just get a feel for what needs what it needs to be behind it with music, and I put it in there, man. It's it's it's, it's just like it just clicks. I don't know, it just clicks, man. What can I say? It's a it's something it's a it's something that you've just been a part of. You've been playing in bands since you were a kid. I mean, you just, that's old, what man. you do, right? So I was ten years old. I've been playing in band, you know. So that's my uh, fifty-four years, man. It's crazy. That's, I, I I love it. I I got it. I was you know we're gonna jump around here, but. Going back to some of the Wasp stuff, I'm such a fan of your era. I loved Electric Circus, love Headless yeah. Children, love The Idol. You apparently don't like The Idol, though. You didn't want to play any for me. I like The Idol. Well, I was. What about that uh, MTV you did with Blackie uh, when you yeah. guys sang the, the Idol and Hold On to My Heart? What was the deal with that? It was just you two, no, no, nobody else in the band. No, it was just, kind of, just it was just an acoustic type thing, and you know, back in 1992, that was a big deal. You know, everybody was doing their acoustic. It, it wasn't like an official unplugged, but it was that kind of thing. It was totally unplugged. Right. We had, there was no effects, nothing. It was just us right. with the guitars and singing. And I, I got, I, I think it sounded pretty good though. I think the harmonies were pretty good for being just totally, uh, you know, dry, nothing on it, no effects. That's nothing. what I was going to get to. Is that's what I think Wasp missed. I think your backing vocals added so much to the band. And I don't think anybody, because like, especially on like Chainsaw Charlie, like you, that it's not thick enough in the background when anymore since then. You know, the way you sang it was so high. You know what I mean? On the, balls. <laughs> What was that? I mean, that song specifically, Chainsaw Charlie in a live settings, badass song. Yeah. But it's like, you got to, there's just no, it just doesn't quite register the same without your backing vocals. What I say, you know, about when people, you know, I say, do you rock or do you suck? What's the problem? <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, no, I just, you gotta, you gotta give it, man. You know me, I give it my all no matter what. And I agree with you, man. It's like, well, the thing about Blackie, when we played live, I did a lot of singing, way more singing than people know. Blackie would yeah. sing, I would sing. We did almost every song, you know, you know, I did a lot of that live. Now on the albums, he did it all himself. You know, he wouldn't let anybody do any lead singing, but live I did, I, he'd sing a line, then I would sing a line. And he'd sing, because it gives save your voice, man. You sing like that three, four nights, five nights a week. For six to eight months, you'll never make it. <laughs> uh, you, you, do you th think Black? I, to me, Blackie's one of the more underrated songwriters of the entire era. Oh, what, what was it? He's underrated. He what, but compare him to Tim, who, who's uh, they, yeah, they, but no, but Tim just writes lyrics. Well, that's Tim a, writes lyrics. Right? No, Tim, Tim's lyrics are just as good or better, or way even deeper. It's just he writes lyrics. It's in him. He's a he's a nut. He's a mentally ill, you know, person. <laughs> <laughs> he looks no. not at all that way. Uh, no, he's not. He's not. No, Tim is like, it's just like, it's the kind of thing where he has had, a person has a talent all their life and they just discover it later on in life. So what? It's very bizarre. It is. What? But, you know, we started talking that night when we first met and then we just, it just kind of went from there. And, and he, he, he started talking about music and, and that night and we started talking on the phone and he, right, he, eventually I, he, I said, send me some words. And he did. And I put some. Music oh, yeah. And then I wrote uh, when the blood shoots back. Yeah. When the blood shoots back <laughs> and uh, all kind of crazy shit. Man, what else, man? Or, you know, rupture your heart. What yeah. else? Uh, man, I, it, it just, he just, he just, just it's like right here, man. He just wrote this one uh, last night in the middle of the night. I wrote it. Yeah. During, when we did and he put prints it out. See, and I'll look at this. I'll look at this cliff and I'll just get a feel for it. And I'll just start adding music to it. And I'll play it and then we'll put it down, man. So what, what is, I mean, who, who writes the melody to that D? Are you writing the melody, melody I do, there? John, yes, yeah. I do. Oh, I do. I, you know, I write the melody and, and, the, and, the, and the music and the, and the song structure, but Tim writes the lyrics, man. If I can't do lyrics like that, I can't do it. I can, I'll, give, I'll give Tim a line. I'll give him, uh, you know. Uh, you give me two lines, I'll write you a song. Yeah, you, like, uh, what was that? Um, God, I can't remember, remember. And I'll, I'll tell him, and he'll write it down, and then he'll, 10 minutes later, call him back and say, here's the song. Hey, right, it's that. I did it. He, he was he's still on the phone. I wrote the whole damn song. <laughs> I'm serious. I, well, I, I, it's incredible, and I can't wait to hear what you guys come. Do you have? I mean, have you recorded anything yet? Well, I mean, well, we just oh, we got we got a good scratch track. Of, just got, uh, yeah, of a song from my wife. My wife tried to dump me. <laughs> can't well, relate. Surprise, Johnny. Surprise. Can, none of us can relate to that, of course. Surprise. <laughs> but we, I wrote her this song. It's a beautiful song. Uh, we well well. Um, well, we can email it to you later on but it's, yeah it's absolutely just a track, man it's like and the thing of it is is that i had this music that i was playing around with for like a year clip i just kept on playing it over and over again because i liked it and i never knew what it was for and then when when he showed me these lyrics i sat down and i went click i started playing this music yeah and i started singing and the words just fell right into the music with i mean just totally perfect naturally and then i realized that was music was waiting for his lyrics and, and when my wife heard it the tears just started to roll down her face and thank God I got her back. Cause I yeah, I was gonna say, that, that couldn't hurt. That couldn't hurt right there. That couldn't hurt at all. Um, well, can't wait to hear more you guys. Um, but Johnny, Johnny, what, what, so what, it's what uh, what's this last year been like for you, Johnny? I mean, all this craziness can't mass and blah, we, we know all what's it been like. I mean, live music. I just went to my first show in 16 months the other day, sticks here in Missouri, man. It was awesome. Oh, you went to um, sticks, man. Yeah. But it's not the original guys who, who's, who's original left. Uh, well, JY and Tommy Shaw, they're still there, That's it, right? Yeah, because Chucky's, yeah, I saw him in the, in, the, in the late 70s, early 80s when it was all you know, Dennis Young, the original guys, they were fantastic. Man. And Lawrence Gowan does a really good job in the in the kind of the Dennis role, he's oh, yeah. been there 21 years, he's great, but 
16 months without a live sh- without i mean what you, you know and you're I, live i just i i just i don't know i just uh, did other things uh well last summer i was in my up in montana with my girl we were doing, taking care of the house and you know she got a house up in montana so oh, nice months, you know and i met a lot of people and everywhere i went met a lot of people and they knew who i was and it was cool man it was just I don't know. I just live it. I'm just living life, man. And enjoying it. Cause I'm 63 years old, you know, I'm so, 67. He's 67. Wow. He's, he's an old fuck. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, Tim, he, no, he's not. He's so creative, man. His lyrics are, are just outrageous, man. There's some songs, voices. Uh, we just did, like I said, angel of darkness this morning. Oh, if I could only forget. If I could, yeah. That song. Yeah. It's like the same, same way. In, no, no, no. Oh yeah. That you gave me that like, whole damn song. I do yeah. it the same way. In a the same way. way. No, no, every day in, in a different, you know, every day yeah, in, a different, every day in a different way. Crazy man. Yeah, I'll just say it's, more, it's like in conversation. We're talking and you'll come across something that you've said many times before and you go, that'd be a great title for a song. He now, takes I, it, I, I can it. quickly write it down and I can write a song around it. And he forgets it. Unless he writes down, he forgets it because it, it just comes so old. natural. Comes natural. <laughs> no, it comes natural to him like That's, music comes to me. Like music comes natural. Well, it sounds like a perfect fit. What's what's the right? What what, what do you got planned for the rest of the year? Are you guys going to put this out? What what, what well, else do you got on the horizon? Like 10, 15 scratch tracks. And we yeah. go we're getting uh, to a producer in Nashville, and then uh, we're going to go to Nashville and record. The great. That's where a lot of recording gets done now. Nashville is kind of the new. Yeah, uh, LA in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's what they say, man. But uh, you know, it's fine. Nashville. I, we have a producer who's really, really a really big time producer. I won't mention his name, and uh, but he's totally interested in it because uh, I've talked. You know, I know him, and he's he's heard some. He's heard the scratch tracks, and he can't believe them. And then uh, I, I sent him my wife's song. We call it Marie, and then uh, he just texted back, "OMG, OMG." As I guess. That's good. Guitar and me singing, man. I mean, I mean, because he, because I, I hear cellos and all kind of crazy stuff in there. Oh, it's a know? beautiful song. You know what I mean? I, I, I awesome. You. Your phone number. Uh, I'll text you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's be tremendous. So maybe King Cobra. What else? Hey, man. You know, if Carmine calls, says he needs to be recorded. You know me. I, you know, uh, those last two uh, King Cobra albums that were recorded. I did each album. You know, I did. I did the whole damn thing, all bass tracks in one day. What I loved, I loved King Cobra. I loved your time in King Cobra uh from the from the 80s to to now you guys came back and did a really good album what uh paul shortino there's two versions of rough cut going on right now what's going so on i don't even know i haven't paid attention man to that you're really supposed to give me something there <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, really? i don't know I don't, I don't know what's going on with rough cut or anything in those bands because i really don't i don't i don't pay attention to that much i i just you know I'm, it's that it doesn't really matter to me man i just want to play music would you get out would you do a reunion with chris holmes with, with wasp yeah, 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 I would. Of course I would, man, if it was a real reunion, you know. I mean, just me and Chris is not Stet, a Stet in, would that be cool? Stet, Helen? Uh, yeah, meet Chris and Blackie. I mean, the okay. whole thing. But, I mean, that's a reunion, man. People, that's what they want to see. They'd want to see that, you know. It's like me and Chris, That that's me and Chris getting together, but it's not a wasp reunion. Well, that's right. Boring. But, I mean, you know, there's, your, but your, your era, I think, I mean, Randy Piper, I think, was awesome and great to get the band off the ground. But you, uh, you know, Electric Circus, that's when the band was, you, know, you guys were playing arenas on that right. tour. Right. What was that like as a, as a young man that's been played in bands all his life and all of a sudden you're in Wasp <laughs> and you're in arenas and you have a starting well, album? We were doing arenas in King Cobra. We were like on tour with Kiss. Yeah, and we were on tour yeah you did. And uh, what it was like, I don't know, man, it was, you know, from the time I was five, six years old, I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show and I knew that's what I wanted to do in 1964. You know, <laughs> do you do you feel like you've accomplished more in this business than you ever thought you would as a kid? 
obviously, man. And, and just the fact that I'm getting to do this now with Tim, this is like, uh, again, you know, this is like, wow. Wow. It's, it's, these are some really deep words. Um, they are, man. They will rip yeah. you apart. Yeah. These words will, well, you know, listen to me go and you, you go, Oh my God. Did you, did you do a lot of song? I know Blackie's kind of, you know, takes over. Did you do a lot of, a lot of collaboration with Blackie and Wasp? Well, let me tell you something. That's one of the reasons why some people left because for instance, he had the headless children album, right? Blackie and Chris and I sat in his garage for I don't know how many months, uh, just you know, play, working on the music and that, and just playing you know riffs over and over again and blah, 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 putting all this together. And then uh, comes out and says all songs by written by Blackie Laws and blah blah blah, which uh, I understand, but it's like that they weren't. I mean, I put all those a lot of those bass riffs and all that kind of thing in there, and Chris put a lot of these riffs. So come on, man, you know, it's like what's what's you know, let's get real. But I'm not mad. I mean, I'm 63 years old, Cliff. I mean, it's it's over, man. How old are we now? You know, just let it go. Let's let it go and enjoy life. Have fun. Go out and give the fans what they want. And play and rock the place, man. I don't give a shit. I don't care what we did in the past. We were stupid and young. Now I'm stupid and old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you you did things that were really important in Wasp. I, I hope you... I, 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 agree. I, I feel that way. I maybe Tim has picked up Electric Circus or Headless Children since then. I don't think so. No, I, I have no idea. No, nah, man, is. you know, no, nah, he listens to Barry Manilow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, Barry, I get Barry Manilow. <laughs> my favorite guy is probably Jackson Brown. He likes Jackson Brown. I love Jackson Brown. Who doesn't? Come I, on. I like, bar- I like Barely Man Enough. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's just strange. Uh, I think Johnny, this is a testament to you. You're you're a oh. rocker. You you still got the hair. You you're a guy that's been a part of great bands, and you you can collaborate with someone that maybe doesn't come the, from the same musical background as you. Well, see, the thing is, is I I can take his his, his lyrics, man. Like you know, I, I know what what Tim's about. You know, just because he just started later in life, but so what? Doesn't matter, man. His lyrics are fantastic, and I can put music to him, and we can rock the house. Yeah, a record producer says mine are the best he's ever seen. He says he, he say he thinks it's some of the best. He, he said, can't believe how fast he cranks them out, man. Because he says I have these guys that takes a month to do two songs. He's cranking them out. Well, he says, you know. well it, it, it must have come. Did it come to you while you were sitting, you know, with your with a drill inside people's mouths all those years? Did you have a lot of time to? <laughs> no, I just, no, yeah, I I don't know, man. I think it's been there all the time. You just yeah, never, it's just been there. You never time. thought to use it until he met me. But you see, if we'd have met each other, you know, twenty years ago, we, we'd be dead. Trust me. So so Tim has a dark side. Is that what you're saying? Tim's got a dark side. The name of our album. Oh, songs from the ward. Songs from the ward. <laughs> Psych ward. <laughs> well, Johnny, you as a person, you've been somebody that's like you're kind of a unicorn for a lot of people. You don't do a ton of interviews. You're kind of out there. People, you disappear for years at a time. Yeah. Does, does it feel cool though, that people like are always trying to track you down and want to know what you're up to? Well, sure, man. It's also, we go out a lot, a lot of places will go out and somebody will record like just the other night where I was, I was in Florida and I uh, went out and these people come up. We know who you are. You know, I, said, I said, you do. <laughs> I said, I didn't do it. I'm innocent. <laughs> so you no, still, but- I mean, that's, I think a lot of it's the hair, of course, the hair. Yeah. You know, short brown hair, they wouldn't recognize you. But so this, this, <laughs> just right away, they see it, but then they look up at people and say, You look like that guy who was in Wasp. I go, Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I laugh. You know, it's, it's cool, man, because, because that means that I touched somebody somewhere. Something that I did touched them somehow. And my thing is, I never forgot where I came from. I'm just a big mouth, loud mouth Italian from South St. Louis, man, who got, who got, gets paid for what he loved to do. And when you love your job, you never work a day in your life, man. <laughs> That's what they say. So you're a St. Louis guy. Are you a Cardinals fan? 
Who you? I was when I was a kid. Back in the '60s, I used to go to the games, but I'm not too much into baseball anymore. It's like it's kind of boring to me anymore. It's like it is, and you lost a football team there, so. Hey man, football is my favorite sport. Tom Brady's my favorite guy. Dude, I was at the Super Bowl. You can't be bringing that shit up. Hey, I'm a I like Tom guy. Brady because he's a winner. <laughs> I'm a Chiefs guy. Johnny, let's acknowledge that I'm a champion. The Patrick Mahomes era began with the Super That's Bowl right. title. That's right, Kansas City. Tom Brady stole one out of my dead, oh. lifeless fingers. Okay, I don't believe that, but anyway. Oh, I was there, Johnny. I had my mask matter. on. I had my mask that- on. <laughs> I was there with my mask on at the Super Bowl. Mask. I don't wear mask. Good. Uh, nope. Nope. I'm, well, I'm the most politically incorrect motherfucker you'll ever know. <laughs> I have noticed that, and I'm a fan of that. Uh, there needs to be more of that. I think rock's too political. There's too many guys that come out. They hate America. They, I, I, I'm tired of it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. America is the greatest country in the world, even with all Thank its fault. Here's the thing. Like my mom used to say, she'd say, I might not agree with what you're saying, but I will fight till the death for your right to say that. That's a big deal. That's a that big thing. True. And I come from a different generation, man. I love this country. You know, I hate my, I hate the government. I hate all that bullshit, but I love this country. The Agreed. government is not the country. The country is the government. And I don't like this government because they're a bunch of corrupt, lying bastards. And I know exactly. But that doesn't matter. Well, keep, it nice. keep it nice. Keep it nice. What do you mean nice? <laughs> not being a, mean. Hey, facts are facts, man. That's the truth. It's, it's kind of always been that way. That's just kind of. Yeah, I know it has. It's when just you're, I, I know. Because what I'm going to do is I, when I get older, I'm going to move to Florida or wear my pants yeah. up higher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That... Wear my pants up <laughs> no, he said up never, higher. I don't know that's good one. <laughs> like, I haven't heard a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, I can't wait to hear what you guys got coming up. Johnny, you're awesome. You got anything else? Uh, anything else going on that's cool before I let you go? Because this is just too uh, good of an opportunity. I'd really like to have you hear the song we Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can send it to you, man. I'll text you. Don't text it on anywhere. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I got copyright. Everything I got is copyrighted. Well, I don't want to put it out there because it ain't done yet. It's just a scratch. No, no, no. I'll send you my uh, email address there, and it's uh, you guys just. The phone number would be easier. Yeah, your phone number would be easier. He's got it. I got it. Oh, oh, you got his number. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and no, 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 uh, no, no, uh, crank calls, man. <laughs> Dude, you've been crank calling me. Oh, we ain't drinking today. We might start drinking a little while. Maybe some vodka. <laughs> Do what? I don't uh, drink anymore. I don't drink any less either. <laughs> you got to love Colorado, though. Colorado Springs, Garden of the Gods, beautiful area. Oh, well, you've been here. It's beautiful. Here. Oh, absolutely. Amazing. There's this restaurant downtown Colorado Springs. I can't remember what it's called, like the Rabbit Hole. Or something like that. It's like down and downstairs. It's like a, it's like a uh, themed like Alice in Wonderland. Uh, oh, the rabbit the Matrix movie. Let's uh, see how far the rabbit hole goes. Well, it's, well that, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a beautiful city. I enjoy living here. I'm lucky I get to live here. I absolutely, uh, but but not not for Johnny and I. We are Missourians, proud Missourians. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> trying to get something out of you, Johnny. Some sort of state. No, man, I don't, I don't live in Missouri anymore. But I'm, I'm, I live all over the place. I, I don't know where I'm going to be living. So your right wife's, got, your girlfriend's got a place in Montana. We're at Montana. I'm, I'm heading up to Little Bighorn next week. Butte, Montana. Oh, really? Butte. Yeah. Butte. Little, take, taking my dad to Little Bighorn uh, and all through the you know Badlands and all that, but up to uh, Crow Agency, I guess, is the town. So Butte's a little up up there north. Yeah. You're just yeah, like, what? I, Johnny, you're, um, this is not the same. You're not the same Johnny Rod as you were drinking and driving. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Because that wasn't on film. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
Well, now you can see it. I got to be cool. <laughs> okay. Well, our, our Zoom timer. I was car at that time. I was driving down the road. I'd had a beer in my hand drinking. I'm talking to an interview. I'm, like, I'm drinking while I'm driving. <laughs> I mean, that was the headline everywhere. Okay. Before, before, because our Zoom timer is up there. We only give us a certain amount of time. Do you, could you play us something? Grab a guitar and play us maybe something you guys have been working on? Give us a teaser. Uh, go play a Marie song at the beginning. Uh oh. I don't know. You can do it. I forgot the words. <laughs> I did. I've been working on so many lyrics. Another song with another, another Latin story. Yeah. It's gonna have cellos and all kind of bullshit in it. Another song. Yeah. Another sad story. What's the next word? I, I forgot. Oh yeah. A little bit too no, not a too bit, a little bit too many. I can't remember all the words because we've been working on so many songs, man. That's a beautiful. Well, it's the, the beginning of it, man. The beginning of it is like starts out, you know. And of course, it builds, but this is just the beginning. I love that. Another song that's it. With another story. Yeah, with a sing it, man. Just a little bit too much. Just a little bit too many. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it goes on. I love it. Isn't that a beautiful guitar? It is it is absolutely beautiful. I am blown away. Well, he plays it very well. It's a Steve Martin guitar. No. Guys, the timer's it's going to go off. It's going to cut me off. So, guys, right, thank, thank you so thank much. You. We thank appreciate you. Your time. I'm going to call you on the phone, man, let you know about anything. See you later. Yep. Well, as you can imagine, that went uh, as off the rails as you probably suspected it would. I had a hard time keeping it together. Johnny's has that effect on me, as we learned back in 2015. So without going into it any further, um, we got to go to our second interview this week, which is none other than with PJ Farley, good friend of ours, tremendous bassist. And of course, you know him from Eric Martin, from now Fozzie, and of course, Trickster, this is PJ Farley. Awesome, dude. Thanks so much for, for hopping on today. Welcome to On the Road to Rock. This is a first. How's everything been going, man? I know you had a coming off a show with the... Uh, the big guy, Eric Martin, this weekend uh, in my neck of the woods over in St. Louis. How was it? How's everything been going, man? It's good, man. I've been very lucky and blessed, busy, you know, doing what I do. So I can't complain. There seems to be quite a camaraderie between you guys. Obviously, you and Steve, but Eric Martin, Joey Caseda, you guys just sort of like, is. what's the dynamic there? It looks like a lot of fun is had. It's, that's what it is. You know, you <laughs> Four knuckleheads, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things, man. It's like, you know, Trickster was a band of four brothers just got along and laughing and, you know, it's four dudes, you know, and Eric, who we met 30 years ago, you know, just kind of, um, you know, he wasn't as abrasive as we were, <laughs> but we, we warmed him up and, uh, but he fit right in with us. <laughs> so, I mean, and same with Joey. Um, it was just pretty uh, second nature, you know, and, and the band, it feels like 
the four the four of us feels like we've been playing together for years. I mean, we have been at this point, but I mean, for like a long time. And it it's just, uh, you know, sometimes it works. You get lucky. I think that's exactly what's going on here as I've seen, you know, I think Eric's been a guy that, you know, he's a good friend of, of, of the show here is in, in contact a lot. And he's somebody that throughout this whole time, you know, all this pandemic stuff, he's like, trying to do whatever he can, working with his management company, getting shows booked, trying to figure this out, trying to figure out how to do it safely. Like, it seems like once kind of the floodgates open, you guys were ready to get out there and go. I mean, that's that's got to be a good thing and a good feeling to know that you're part of this, you know, that, that Eric's ready to get you guys out there and get get playing, you know? <laughs> oh, hey, now you can see me. Look at that. You were, you were like silhouetted in darkness and it was sort of a cool effect, but no, this now is I'll even better. <laughs> hover but you're back playing shows it's great this thing i mean it seems like the floodgates kind of just opened and bands started floating tour dates down upon us like manna from heaven boom 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 <laughs> it, when you know motley Crue's like yeah we'll try it again next summer everyone else is like no we're gonna go and i mean what's the, it seems to me like the crowd reactions i just saw sticks this weekend and like the crowd reactions it's just like it, it's putting me in these these moments of just I'll never take it for granted again. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I've Good. been thinking. Is Good. that kind of what you've been thinking? You'll never take for granted being on stage again? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I never took it for granted. Yeah. Uh, there's times when it's, you know, you got to muscle through, but you don't take it for granted that if you're able to do this. But um, I, I know what you mean. I mean, because look, it's not easy out there. It, it's It's hard to get people to come out even before the pandemic, it is hard to get people to come out and see a live show when their friends are just going to sit there and FaceTime it live, or you know, or or uh, Facebook Live or FaceTime you or whatever. It's like, well, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll save that beer and parking money and just watch the live feed, you know. Which I can't wait to see the death of the live feed. I'm and the word virtual. I mean, <laughs> it's good. It's great for stuff like this, but man, I don't know. And I've had to do a couple of those virtual sh virtual shows and stuff. And you got to do what you got to do to get by. But I don't know. I think I think it wore out real quick. And I think people only when we started doing those shows when people were like, "Man, it's not the same." It's cool we get to see the band, but it's not the same. There's something off about it, you know. Depending well, on how it's done. Yeah. Which I, I think in your case, one thing that there was some cool creative things I think that came from, from the last year, one of which was quarantine. I loved it. I loved what you guys did. I thought it was great uh, covering some of those, you know, 80s Kiss classics. And you got caught up with Chris Jericho in this. It's like Chris Jericho, who's the new, I don't know, Kevin Bacon of rock wrestling. Like he's just has a hand in every single thing ever now. And I love Chris. Uh, what what was it like doing the quarantine stuff, man? Because that just looked like a lot of fun and some really good tunes you guys busted out. I mean, that is obviously, that's just a, a labor of love kind of, um, <laughs> you know, it's just for, excuse me, kiss geeks that, you know, <laughs> kiss tunes. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> and ironically, I have that band that covers all 80s and Bruce Kulick era uh, kiss songs and Alongside of it, I was doing just 70s Kiss with Charlie Benante and Joe McGinnis and John Five. So I was covering, covering it all. <laughs> so, I mean, you say, hey, when you can't go out and play, I mean, you just play some covers and get back to like 
just I would sit in this room here and just play all day like a, like a kid. I hadn't been able to do that in years, you know, just pick up the bass or the guitar and just go, all right, what do I want to play? Oh, you know what? Let's do some Kiss covers. And they've been tremendous. It's funny, Kiss Forever will be linked to the pandemic for me because I was on my way to Tulsa to see Kiss March 12th. And uh, like I was driving, it was sort of like you're on the radio. It's like a Stephen King movie. Like, oh, the ACC tournament's canceled. The Big Ten tournament's in the middle of a game canceled. Everybody go home. It's over. Like, it's it was crazy and so that was uh that was that was to be my last show it didn't come to fruition unfortunately but uh here we are things are back you you're doing this quarantine thing like did this like what kind of led and that's we'll use this as a little transition here to joining fozzy how how did this happen like is this kind of what led to that what what was the genesis of becoming part of fozzy who to me is an extremely underrated tremendous band and big things ahead for you guys certainly uh yeah i mean i would think it had something to do with it i mean obviously uh chris and i had known had known each other for a long time and um <clears throat> you know getting back to you say the camaraderie between me eric steve and joey and stuff well chris has been kind of like our a fifth silent member of the band because we had, we had this text thread uh with the five of us that literally goes off Sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'll have 127 missed texts. And <laughs> so, I mean, we're wow. just, he, he's, you know, we're all cut from the same cloth. So we're just cracking each other up all day long. And um, so we're in contact and that's not the only text thread I have when I, you know, me, him and those guys and me, him and a couple other guys. And <laughs> so we're, we're always in touch. Um, and he knows I love Kiss. I toured with Kiss. Um, so um, Kent Sletcher, the drummer, he called um, Chris. Actually, he sent Chris a text of a video of him playing the beginning of No, No, No. And just, it just as a goof, he said, hey, name that song. You know, and Chris just goes, it's No, No, No. Hey, guys, you want somebody to sing that? And him and Joe were just going to do like a YouTube video, put it together and the two of them do it, him and Joe McGinnis. And uh, Kent was like, yeah, actually, actually we do. And Chris was like, he's like, actually, I mean, we need a bass player too. He's like, I got the guy. So Chris called me. He's like, hey, you like 80s Kiss, right? I'm like, sure. He's like, all right, well, we got, we're doing two songs. And he said, no, 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 and Heart of Chrome. And uh, those are the last two songs I thought he was gonna say, but I was very impressed. So um, I'm like, cool, you know, and the, the pandemic had just started and I don't know, maybe Benante had done one of the videos, like a, you know, like a split screen video and maybe somebody else, maybe, I don't know, forget who else did it. It was just starting to happen. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. We'll, you know, make a, you know, record the song at home and, you know, kind of do what everyone's going to start doing now. And um, it just took on a whole different ball, ball of wax, you know, Chris, go big or go home. So <laughs> next thing you know, we have a top 25, number 25 single on the rock chart. You know, then we, we did a, an awesome video for Love's a Deadly Weapon in his backyard. Um, and we are currently working on the fourth single from Quarantine. Oh. So to get back to you, I, I kind of tailed off there. But um, so Fozzie had some shows booked in August last year. And their bass player didn't want to tour. He wanted to go, you know, he, he was on lockdown mode. So 
you know, him and Rich called me. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. You know? I am a new video saying is out there killing it. Fozzie does great. I tell you what, um, Fozzie does, I think, you know, marketing wise, there's such, you know, it's a visual band. Chris is a visual guy. You get the video out and it seems like you uh, kind of like, this is how it worked on the last album back in 2017 with Judas. Like this video comes out, it becomes a huge hit. People love the video and it just sort of paves the way for this album. That's kind of what saying looks like it's going to do for this next Fozzie record, which people are pumped about first one in four years. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's been done for a while, but um, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, people are, thank God people are talking about the video and they're, they're loving it. I mean, I actually love it. I did not want to fucking do it, but uh, why not? Uh, God, you know the story. I've never been on a roller coaster. In my oh, life. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. that's great. So, uh, you know, not only, Hey, you got to ride a roller coaster. It's like, no, you have to shoot a video on a roller coaster. So it's like over and over and over, <laughs> and over again. You know, it's not my first video. I know I'm like, God damn it. Um, but hey, rock and roll makes you do things you don't necessarily uh, normally wouldn't do. So um, uh, it, it was just a you know awesome concept. Rich Ward thought of that, and uh, you know some of the band members paid the price for it. But well, you and don't worry. The next one I hear uh, next video is going to be uh, jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. So don't worry. Well, that, that's, that's the next the one. Ongoing joke. That's the ongoing joke. I uh. said, I'm like. I told the guys, I'm like, God, what rich, great concept, but let's, uh, let's maybe let's let Billy pick the concept for the next video. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can we just like be out in a, in a meadow skipping through sunflowers or something? Or something like that. Right? Uh, it was awesome though. And I can't wait. I mean, somebody break this, somebody, this, I can't take credit for this, but somebody brought this up on metal sludge recently. And it kind of got me thinking. And the question was like with AEW and how big it is. And you see like Chris Jericho, who his theme song, uh, you know, which is Judas, that it's just taken on a life of its own as it's a thing that people sing as he's coming to the ring, his group, the inner circle, the, some of the stuff they do. It's like, is, is wrestling perhaps a, a really good link to the future of rock music. And it got me thinking, I was like, that's, that's very interesting because Chris has obviously had his hand in both for his whole life. Man, AEW does it great when, with that. And I think that that could be an interesting concept that this connection between wrestling and music, which has been there since the rock and wrestling connection in the eighties, but yeah. kind of interesting to think about that in 2021, man. Yeah. What's well, getting definitely getting bigger and more popular and not for nothing. I mean, it's a really solid vehicle to promote a song. Yeah. It's really, it's one of the, uh, I mean, you got to find new ways to get your music out there, you know, and if you can get it on, you know, national television every single week, you know, well, it's a pretty good start. Yeah, no question about it. I got to ask you about Trickster, kind of in a different question, PJ, because to me, um, I don't know how much you know about a lot of the the Swedish rock bands that have come out. I, you've probably crossed paths with maybe some bands like Crazy Licks or Heat on some of the cruises mm -hmm. at some point. So it's crazy when we interview these guys and we talk about the, you know their sound. They don't. They talk about you know you hear the '80s influence and everything they do. It's just it's dripping with it. Yeah. But what's strange is they they instead of saying Motley Crue, Van Halen. Yeah, as, as influences, they say the same bands and it's always Danger, Danger, Trickster, and Europe. Those are the three they always bring up. Were you kind of aware of the, the influence that, that Trickster had on, on some of these bands that maybe, you know, instead of 
somebody completely obvious. It's it's bands that were more melodic because you hear it, you hear it in the in the choruses and how it, it, the melodic sound. Were you, no, were you aware of that? I'm, su I'm surprised to hear Trickster's name in, in the hat. I know yeah. I know Danger Danger had a good you know fan base overseas, and you know we never got there. We still to this day we've never been to Sweden. We were we went to the UK once. We went to Italy once. You know, and that was like, I mean, we've been to Japan once. I mean, that that was it. That was it. You know, so we didn't really get to do all that stuff that all these other bands. You know, bands like um, Danger Danger, Taiketo, and all these bands that could go and tour Europe and all that stuff. You know, that necessarily weren't as big here, but we we're able to sustain overseas. Where it's the opposite for us. You know, we're here and. That's about it. Well, I, so it's, it's surprising to me that yeah, that all these bands do talk about Trickster. So that's great. That's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming out from there. It seems like that's you know just a hotbed, and uh, it's it's a country that I didn't know much about, but they are really um, the government really supports art and gives bands like money to start bands and stuff. That's awesome. I don't I don't know the politics behind that, but it sounds awesome to me. I'm in. That sounds great. I wonder um, if all like Max Martin and all those other uh, you know those songwriters that come out of there if they're uh if they would say the same thing. I I yeah I you know what you're right that's that's a good question. It's funny because I, I mean I, I love Trickster. I love what you guys did and I love the the early days. I think the, but one of the funniest things I've ever read in my life you so trickster played maybe the second rocklahoma does that sound yeah. right i think 08 yeah and there, there was a tornado basically during the middle of the trickster set so, the famously someone said oh my god i'm going to die and the last band i will ever have seen is trickster and i th i think that was like a in a way a roundabout compliment it might have sounded like a, but that, that that was the funniest that, that was something funny that came out of that and what was your memories of that event because i was there but i i got to cover and i didn't have but i mean it was bad it was crazy that day uh, first thing i said as i was getting literally carried off stage i'm like god's way of telling us this is a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> people are getting hurt stage is falling down it's a tornado <laughs> stage door comes down and it's like uh, i mean i'm like come on already that's <laughs> first show in 13 years and you're gonna literally or you can go the other way and say yeah we literally we blew them away <laughs> exactly and uh, i i don't know there's something endearing about that um pj before we let you go we got to talk about your latest solo album um accent the change it came out uh what about a year ago now uh last july i think because it's been about a year. September, yeah. yeah yeah so what talk about kind of the what the reception's been like i thought you guys knocked out some really cool videos uh, for that. Some really good songs. Some songs that like I, I was a song like Let It Rain. Uh -huh. I wasn't really I, I didn't know what to expect, but I thought that was just one of the more like I, I love the vibe of that. It's just this real, you know, soft. It's great stuff, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Everyone who's heard it seems to enjoy it. And, you know, that's good enough for me. You know, I um. I make music and you put it out there. If somebody stumbles upon it and, and they enjoy it, that's a win. That's that's pretty much the, uh, well, you, you, you want more people to hear it, of course, but I mean, my hands are tied behind my back, really. Um, but I've got nothing but really good, um, heartfelt and like genuine, like I know I've been in this business long enough to know when people go, hey man, this shit sounds really good, man. You know, and they're just like, hey, it's kind of horseshit, you know, but people kind of go out of the way to, you know, dissect it for me a little bit and 
sometimes tell me, I was surprised. I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, it's a little different. I would normally not listen to stuff like this, but I found myself listening to it and really enjoying it. So that's the kind of stuff that I really like hearing, you know? Yeah. And it's got really good reviews on Amazon. I think this is something that it's definitely music. I think that I like, and I like music that puts me in a, in a, in a place or a time or a mood. And this is definitely one of those. And I, 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 th I thought it's great. I think it's just tremendous. You know, the production's really good. Vocals are great. It's just a good sound. And I think that's what it's all about. I think you've all knocked right. it out with this and hope to hear more in the future. What's, what's next, I guess, as they always say. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I put my first one out in 2016 and I didn't really have any goals of making another one after I did that. And, you know, I had kids after I put that record out. So I was, you know, just being Mr. Mom and, you know, kind of stopped writing for a while, full songs like I do. Um, and then, you know, my kids got a little older, started going to school. So I had my day freedom back and just time to kind of noodle around. So I started writing and completing ideas again in that kind of like, I've always been in a band and always kind of, you know, if I had to come up with some riffs or, you know, collaborate in some way, shape or form, um, I could do that because it wasn't really that taxing or time consuming, but, um, to get into the headspace of actually writing a song and, you know, getting it done and out and then recorded, um, that was only able to happen within the last like two years or so. Um, so it just kind of came to, you know, came out of nowhere really. So I'm in the same kind of boat. I mean, you know, it's a lot of effort making a record. It's time, money, um, sure. time, money, time, money, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, it's not, you're not getting, um, there's zero, there's basically zero financial return, you know, which is fine. I mean, I'm not making records obviously these days to get rich. Right. Um, I do it cause I got to do it, but um, it's at my own pace. If it, if I start getting the itch to, spew again i will <laughs> i probably, will. I probably I like will but i'm still like you know what people aren't buying music anymore so you're not getting as much as quickly anymore either i'm gonna milk this fucking record as long as i can you know i love it um so kind of wrapping things up here putting a bow on everything in 2021 kind of what's what's this year uh kind of in a perfect world gonna look like for you sir i know you've got uh, a lot of dates with eric still probably you know gonna be coming out maybe uh fozzy record comes out what, what's 2021 gonna look like for you ma'am it's uh it's been pretty busy so far um i've been me and eric have been out a lot this year and uh i i have a week of shows at fozzy in about a week or two and then more shows with eric and then a one-off with fozzy and more shows with eric and then fozzy starts september 2nd and then we go to mid-October. Then we do the Jericho cruise after that. Then after that, I think I'm going out with Ra for a couple of weeks. And then Fozzie goes to the UK at the end of November, November into December. And then, um, you know, come home and hopefully stay home for a couple of days. That's <laughs> well, last year also, I mean, I was home for five months last year, yeah. March through August that I didn't do anything. And that that's unusual for me. I mean, yeah. A lot of people are doing their first show like this weekend. So they, but because Eric and I were doing acoustic shows, it was kind of uh, nothing really changed. We were able to go out in the markets that were open. We could go out and do a show where people are sitting down at tables. Cause that's how we do the show. Anyway, it's, you know, it's catered to that kind of surrounding. So it didn't affect us at all. So 
I mean, we played probably, I don't know, 20 shows between September or August, September into the last half of the year. So, um, but yeah. starting right and about from now until the end of the year, it's pretty jam packed. So I'm excited. That's I'm a good thing. Uh, PJ, you're the best man. Thanks so much for, for hopping on and, and uh, spending some time with us today. When everybody check out uh, yeah, your website's pjfarley.net. I guess someone's still holding you up for the .com. That's strange. I'm going to have to. You know what? I don't know. Because if you, if you go to pjfarley.com, it takes you to my. Oh, it forwards to it. Okay. Well, that's good. Someone's got that create, got a, got a, a mirror created. That's good. Also, uh, I mean, my, my Instagram is probably my. Yes. The most direct and up to date and stuff. My Facebook is, you know, pretty much connected to it and it's full. So it's, you know, I can't really accept it. It's all there. Check it out. And you're always good at interacting. So PJ, thanks so much, man. Uh, Continued success and happiness, man. We'll see you out there somewhere out in the stratosphere. One of these days. Where are you? What part of the country? I'm in Kansas city. So, yeah. So you, you just played St. Louis uh, this weekend and we've been trying to get uh, this show with Eric booked here in KC and this venue here just can't quite seem to make it happen. And I'm pissed. Yeah. Something. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll make it happen though. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll so we'll catch you. up soon, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that wraps it up for this week here on the road to rock. I am on the road to rock currently myself. It is a great feeling to be out here in the uh, western part of the United States from Arizona, coming back through Colorado now. So uh, heading back home. We got some more tremendous interviews coming up. Of course, got some tremendous feedback from our interview with Eric Martin with David Duchovny last week, uh, which is one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done, quite frankly. So if you know me, you know what a fan of Californication and of David Duchovny that I am. That was awesome and a true testament to perseverance. I had to really dig deep and find that interview and it took five years to get it done. And it finally happened. We have some more tremendous ones coming up, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for being a part of On the Road to Rock. Hit us up on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And again, uh, the website, roadtorockpodcast.com subscribe to that youtube channel it is starcade media that's where you can find uh, all of our interviews which are archived there thank you so much and uh, for being a part of on the road to rock we will catch you guys next week